Balancing Point, Episode 24. Welcome to the Balancing Point Podcast, where we invite you to join us on a journey into the amazing world of professional ballet. Our guests will provide you with an inside peek into this exclusive world while offering motivation and inspiration on how to not only succeed in dance, but also in life. And now, your host, Kimberly Falco. Hello again, and welcome to Balancing Point Podcast. If you're just joining me, be sure to check out part one of Sabi Varga's interview, where he shares with us his journey in dance. Sabi Varga is a soloist with the Boston Ballet, who's from Budapest, Hungary. In part two of the interview, today's interview, Sabi provides the listener with some great advice for dance and for life. So let's get started and pick up where we left off in part one. So is there something outside of... um, dancing that's exciting you right now or even within dancing kind of something that's yeah i'm always i'm a very i guess i'm a i switch a lot of things uh, around in, in my personal life i i do um i do i have a photography website i don't know if i do wedding photography actually i, I just do that because i i love it and people want me to do their weddings um and it's yeah it's wargameimages.com i'm not doing it as an advertisement i'm just saying it I also um, do. I also do. I play the ukulele a little bit. Do you? Do you sing? Oof. I try. <laughs> I try to sing, but you know what happens is is that I get so self conscious about it. Um, I mean, I could manage to maybe make a girl blush if I would have to like make a love song, but that's about it. You know, I don't think I could. Like, I don't think I could like wow two thousand people. <laughs> Um, well, and, and one one more. I have one more thing that I'm doing right now that it's it's super 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 fun. Really annoying, probably for most people, and a lot of people not annoying, but I, I tend to talk about it, and and maybe people get a little. I, I realize that it's very powerful, and they get overwhelmed sometimes. I just have thought about it, but I, I've been doing uh, a lot of reading and watching and researching of of uh, astro physics and uh, yeah and well also that in time you know the ties in uh, quantum mechanics and and just you know everything to do about subatomical particles and you know when you go down to very small wow well that would be far above my brain <laughs> and and what happens is usually if if you know and, and i talk to people and because i just don't give you know that's the problem is that i don't give up this stuff until I find an answer, and this is how far I had to go to make myself keep going, because this is something not even scientists or physicians or anyone knows, you know, because physicists that that they, they it's so so vast and 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 just but it continuously to think about it continuously. That what is space existing, for example, what is, and, and it's amazing. I think that it is amazing because it also boils down to like cellular structure and how our bodies are working. And I would imagine you could even apply that thought to dance. Very much. If you, if you specifically, this is a very fun thing to think about when you are doing physical activities, for example, if you pull away from the earth, eventually it's going to be just 
it's going to be darkness. You know, it's just dark matter, they call it. And the further you go, it's just space, more bigger space. And the same thing happens if you go in in inside of a, a body because after a while, there it's just there's space, you know? That's, yeah. That's true, though. And I would imagine it would be interesting to conceptualize while you're trying to physically do something that's challenging to your body. If you think of it like that. It's very fun to do. Of course, anatomy helps also for... We used to have to study that in school. And that, that's, I think, a very important part. Physics, I think physics and anatomy is two things that I would definitely suggest for young dancers to, to, to search about. Because, like, for example, the, the explanation of the, the smallest surface you have, for example, if you are on, on, a, on a releve, the, the smallest surface you have uh, on, on the floor you know, the the more you can, the less, you know, the more you can basically turn. Well, in in physically, there is, there is basically less weight, you know, touching it. But it has to be, it has to be uh, joined by the centrifuge uh, mechanics, you know. So you have to coordinate the actual uh, power that you, like, you really have to break down your body. To understand, because most of the time we think about dance from one angle, and is 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 the one angle is to to do it like you know if you have to for example turn to the one to the right, you think about just turning just one dimension just like one thing, but actually if you split up the body, because you have to because you are not symmetrical, so it it's not gonna work. Just think about just turning, or just doing like. Layer, like just a turning in there it's not going to work by simply just wanting to do it and some people have it naturally understanding this physical part but if you're not you have to learn it and you have to learn it in, in this way if you think about it that you are split in half and you will see you know you will see how different you are and so if you just do it with one arm first and then when you do it with the other arm you you can understand how much you have to compensate but at, if you just keep doing it and it's not working that's what you have to do that makes sense. So do you have a pre-show ritual that you kind of go through or does that evolve over time? I am not I'm not really a I am not really a, a person that does that. I really just, you know, you know, we play music in the dressing room with the guys um and just get ready, you know, you put yeah. your on and that that's that's a ritual by itself. True. It's putting your makeup on and and putting your costume on, and I mean, it becomes a, really a ritual, especially during Nutcracker because we do like forty three performances. <laughs> so your ritual gets really lost there. <laughs> You're just really automatic. Yeah, yeah. It's still a ritual, you know, because because that feeling of like becoming this character, character, yeah, that is still you, but you know, you become that person. Because I do, for example, the Darsenmeyer, you know, quite different from uh, doing like the Arabian or or you right. know the thing that I uh, those, those are all things that I dance. I mean, that's like you you have to, that one that one I I do try like faces, you know, in the mirror and act, you know. Yeah. Like, hmm. Do you have a favorite of the Nutcracker characters you play? Um. Well, those three that that I said I I like all, all Arabian. It's a part of the here. Um, yeah. 
a beautiful one actually and uh, a snow king I like that it's very challenging for the men and for the women um, and of course Joshua Meyer is a really big reason you know why the story is so I, I like him I like yeah. his character um, does your daughter love Nutcracker? yeah <laughs> she's already bothering me about it <laughs> she's asking if I'm going to be first group like she's asking me if I'm going to be first cast and I was like I don't even know She's like, are you going to be first? Are you going to be oh, just okay. Yeah, it's very funny. So, you know, at this point in the interview, I'm going to go ahead and ask um, a couple of the questions from an ins- aspiring dancer. And um, this week is provided by Katie, who is an apprentice and hoping to pursue a professional career. Um, her questions, there's three of them. The first one is, what is your opinion on how to choose the right summer intensive if a dancer wants to become a professional, in your opinion, how important is the program that they attend? Yeah, well, I think there's gonna ha- there's gonna be a lot of things that comes uh, into count. Um, you know, I think one of the things that 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 sometimes people have to look at, and including the parents as well, since they're gonna be paying for it, and and. Or even, you know, I, I think this is going to have to be a big, big discussion in between parents and, 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 and the student. Um, and seriously talk about what style of dancing do you pursuing? Because even though ballet companies do um, have, you know, classical ballet and, or, and, and, you know, very mixed now, now there aren't really in America, for example, aren't really just classical ballet companies they are really really mixed so um with modern i would and contemporary pieces i would definitely suggest to first for the parents and and for the uh, the student to to understand where they want to go when they are um when they when where is the company that they are trying to go towards is this something that they're imagining they had that they're going to go get into a big company and they're going to become dancers or you really have to sit down and and think about where do you want to be when you're going to grow up what's that what is that and so based on that i think that's a pretty helpful thing to to use as as to which schools to target because uh, a lot of the schools i mean really a lot of the school schools have great uh, programs and, and uh, you know, Boston has the biggest um, ballet school actually in the, um, in the state, I think, um, in the States. Um, and it, they are really good at having, you know, multiple things, um, including, you know, contemporary, uh, they have, um, historical dances um, and and you know very uh, versatile teachers from all over you know all over the world to come and teach um, the summer in- intensive right so like Boston Valley is very I guess versatile this way they have right. a, lot of, a lot of offerings um, and so if it's if it's a place that that you want to be essentially in a company, which is most companies are trying to, you know, do these days that they have a very versatile repertoire, you know, not just classical, but pretty much everything. Um, 
then places like Boston is a, is a great choice right. because you, you're going to be thought a great technique for ballet or get experience. Uh, and But then also have, um, you know, exposure to modern and uh, and contemporary and, and, you know, character character dances are very important still. And then what about um, segueing from that into trainee programs? What's your opinion on that being a necessary path in a in an aspiring dancer's um, resume I guess you'd say is that kind of necessary to get into a professional company do you think yeah I mean I mean I think it depends on the age of the the student too because like if you are I, I don't know what the limitations in these schools are but but at this point it's more to consider how much you're gonna you're gonna it depends on the school because because the here for example we use trainees in productions you know so if that's the case i mean it's it really gives them exposure to being yeah. you know being part of a, a, a production and and so they are on stage have that um experience you know right right um another question from katie is um Professional dancers often have long rehearsals during the day, followed by performance in the evening. For some dancers, this occurs every day for months at a time. What are some tips you use to beat exhaustion and avoid injury? I don't know experience, I guess, but <laughs> I just well, you have to be smart about it. It's it's really that that um, I guess cliche thing to to work you know smart, not hard. Um, but in ballet, you have to kind of do the balance a little bit differently because you, sometimes you have to do both, you know, you have to work hard and smart. And, but I think, I think knowing what you have to do that day and understanding what is important, um, because it's not possible. Like, again, I have to remind, you know, young dancers, Right now, yes, work, 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 work. But, but when you get into a company, it's going to be very, very different because all day that you're going to do that, every t- every day, all day you're going to do that. Then you're going to be, you're going to get. It's going to be very difficult. You're going to have to think about what you, what is important, what's coming. You are human. I mean, it's really you're a dancer, but you're you know you you're a human being, and. <clears throat> it's, it's like if if you know that your throat feels funny, you sort of getting a cold. You know, then you're not not supposed to do the stuff that makes you get a cold. <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, it's just a lot. A, a you don't stay up all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a common sense kind of thing. I think that you also have to just just have to really talk to yourself about it. Right. Okay, I, I can do this not hundred percent right now right save it for later because i mean we have also sometimes we learn ballets in the first month for ballets that we do in the, the spring and learning a ballet is is very different than actually performing the ballet in what way well it's because sometimes when you learn a ballet you know for example let's say a choreographer comes in and and uh, a lot of the times they there are some people who already want to see the product 
you know, going in in the little time that they are there. But so there's not a there's not an actual working process on it. It's just like I want to see what I want to see it now, you know. Right. <laughs> but you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it until March, and so um, it's very hard where 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 you put that in your mind. The energy, like, yeah. Now I have to do this, and then um, tonight I'm gonna have a performance. <clears throat> but this person wants to see if I can do it. So you, you try your best, but then in the beginning when. Uh, or when it comes back again, this piece before March, you can slowly get into it, like remembering again the steps and not, you know, you're not going to rehearse it from, I don't know, from August, or, or, let's say September till March. You're not going to rehearse that ballet right. all the time. You're only going to rehearse it maybe a month before. So it's it's just understanding the timing of things and understanding how much you have to do and what you need to do to to be, to make it. Right. That makes sense. It's good advice. So, what do dancers typically do in their in their time, like their summers off or whatever the off season, whatever that's called? Well, a lot of the dancers, I think, they go back home. You know, I think okay. we have like seventeen different nationalities in the company, and so a lot of people go wow. back home, and then they they spend time with their families. Uh, they take class, you know, classes and. Because uh... you really can't take time off. Well, dancing, I mean. Not completely, no. It's really, really not a good idea. I mean, you you have to give body to, uh, to uh, you have to give the body a little bit of time to heal. Um, and I think it's really, really differs, and it's different for everyone. So again, it's it's always that just li- listening to you, yourself and like, just experimenting with yourself. I mean, that's what that's what. That's, yeah. If you could go back with your wisdom to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell that person, knowing what you know now? Yeah, this I, I could say this because actually I everybody was going on stage at this point already. I they, Everybody, so the f- first five years, me being in the school, I never made it into a, a, a company production, like in, in Nutcracker or anything like that, that they need kids. So... And not until I was 15 that I actually could hold a spear in Sleeping Beauty. Which, by the way, one show, which, by the way, one show I passed out because the the, the little thing on the little um the collar the, thing that is that they put on <laughs> yeah that they put on your neck and the wig was too small and my boots <laughs> were too small and you know Sleeping Beauty is so long and <laughs> and, and I was standing out. there and I was just, I passed out and the, and the the choreographer big choreographer in Hungary was like that boy will never make it <laughs> so oh, but anyways no. <laughs> um, if if I could go back to that time. 14 is actually a really great place for me to go back because at this point I was very, um, you know, I told you that I, I didn't know until I was 15 that this is really, really, really going to happen to me. Um, so when I when I was 14, I worried so much about uh, what other people were doing and, and why I wasn't doing it. And, um, you know, I think I didn't feel entitled to do it. I was just... Um, which I think sometimes maybe today people feel like that, but I didn't feel entitled to do it. I was just wanting to know why I didn't do it. And I, I you know, inside I, I was grinding myself so much about it that, you know, the, of this particular part that I think it, 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 in a way it helped me though, but 
but it hurt a little, you know, because, because. Yeah. And maybe even just if all you said to yourself back then is, you know, this is just a small, small phase, you know, because I think when these young dancers are in it, it feels like it's it is forever and they're stuck there. I really, really appreciate your time and your energy is really great. So I think, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very happy to, to be able to have this opportunity because I feel like, you know, uh, there are amazing people in, in the dance world, but there's just, you know, in general, there's amazing people. And today, opportunities like this to speak, you know, everybody's, on the on the the web you know and the internet and i think to be able to share yourself and not in like five seconds which that's how much usually people have attention to certain things um i think this is more educational and 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 that's what kids needs right now is actually sitting down and listening to to real people and they feel instead of trying to feel, you know, the 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 saying, uh, people have the compulsion to feel empty spaces, you know. And um, so instead of like filling these time with five second stuff, which are relaxing sometimes and, and funny and it's great, but uh, essentially they they will all get to a point where you realize that there's is real people out there, you know, and in and to share a part of you. Yes, and I think that just lifting some of the veil of secrecy and mystery and you know. maybe helping dancers navigate their future with a little bit more information and knowledge and not feel that there's only one correct path, you know? And I think that's what yeah. I'm seeing, you know, and I don't know a whole lot about it, and that's kind of why we started this was to try and learn myself so that I could help navigate the future for my daughter and any other dancer that might need some information. But the ballet, the ballet world is, 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 I, I think it's a little bit, it's not, it's painted maybe in, in, from the observer's eye, you know. That's true. That's well, true. Well, it's, it's, it goes back again to, to, to astrophysics is that, a, a particle only exists if, if there's a, a viewer, you know, if somebody's observing it. So it depends if you, if you're observing it from a particular point, you may feel like it's that, but as you can see, or maybe you experience while you're doing these interviews, that it is just really like I'm just a guy who who is... Right you know, lives in a tiny house and has a daughter and a wife and, you know, just, <laughs> there's like. Well, that's it. People are people. And I think that that's what I've been, I've just been so incredibly impressed by the transparency and the, the willingness for, you know, from my perspective, the outsider looking in to people that I'm just so impressed by what you guys do because it seems so amazing and impossible <laughs> but you know it's just kind of and then from the dancer's perspective you guys are on a pedestal of stardom you know they know your names and you're untouchable to them but to hear your voice and to hear you 
speak so candidly and honestly, I think is going to make the difference of, of understanding and maybe making bigger choices because of that and feeling like they can see, achieve these This things. is one of the things too that we have in Boston Valley that I, I, I'm very proud that we have this and, I, and, and it's the, the family um, feeling, you know, that you have is that when, for example, a new dancer come in, you know, they are not isolated from us. I mean, we are very welcoming and, and, and one of the things that I am, I'm very, I love to do is, is especially this, is to welcome them and, and talk to them and even if they don't speak a lot of English because once you embrace them, you make the whole bigger, you know? And 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 the it's thing true. is, you have to think about that. This person is is came here, and it's already very difficult from wherever they come from, um, because there is no place we leave. We always, you know, with pleasure, but um, there there is going to be always something hard about it. Um, so that there is a hope where you're going, but in the same time, a part of you is now is gone. And of course, the more, the more you connect with people, the better the performances will be because everybody feels and that's, connected. Connectiveness is a very important in more, everything that is successful. You you know you know that too is is because there is a, a connectiveness, cohesive, cohesive you know thought and mental and and emotional, um, you know being connected. Uh, it, it produces amazing results. And and you have to, I mean, people, I think people today are a lot more judgmental towards each other, uh, very quickly, and and rather yes. um, rather than actually trying to get to know somebody, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. You too. Bye. And thanks so much for joining me today. We'd love to connect with you, and we'd especially love to hear your thoughts or ideas for guests that you're interested in hearing from. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at balancingpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, and of course on our website at balancingpoint.com. Again, that's P-O-I-N-T-E, like the point shoe. On our next episode, be sure to tune in to hear the story behind bar food. It's quite a spectacular story. So until next time, thank you and have a great day.